Good morning, ladies. This is Anna. Welcome to Feminine Fidelity. Please make sure you check out my blog, Feminist Soligradia. My purpose as a blogger and a podcaster is to help to uncover uh, the truth about biblical womanhood. That because of feminism, because of higher criticism, and the such has gotten obscured or lost. God's word in the beginning and every word he wrote in scripture stands as true today as it did when it was written. And because of that, we know that what he said to women then applies to women now. Unfortunately, because of the poison that we have accepted Because of the times Christians capitulated rather than standing for truth. Because we've merged with and married, basically, the culture. We have allowed what God actually says to women, about women, for women as to how we are to live how we are to honor our husbands, how we are to be homemakers and mothers and modesty, head coverings, everything. It's gotten obscured and it's gotten covered up. And very few churches today will dare to touch these subjects. So um, that's what I want to do. If you check out my blog, you'll see that I've got a page on Do We Have a Biblical View of Women's Suffrage? You'll see a page um, called Are Head Coverings Biblical? You'll see one called Titus to Womanhood Resources and another page um, addressing feminism biblically. I do believe that all of God's Word is inspired Um, it's God-breathed, and what God had to say then, he means now. Because the word is inerrant, it's infallible, it cannot fail, it cannot change, it's authoritative, and we are to stand on it just as much today as the Apostle Paul did. And we have sat around and watched over the last several decades as the doctrine of head covers has become a cultural teaching that very few churches actually um, believe is for today. Even though we have an apostolic command, 15 verses in 1 Corinthians 11, uh, 2 through 16, and uh, almost 2,000 years of church history, backing up the fact that You know, God did say this. The church once taught this universally. We don't believe that anymore. We ignore it. And these days, the teaching on Titus 2, 3 through 5, that women are to be uh, lovers of their husband and children, keepers of their home, submissive to their husbands, sober-minded, and such is going the same way. Modesty has gone right out the window, even though we have multiple references in Scripture as to 
being modest, we no longer apply this. We believe it is cultural. Uh, the Bible is very clear throughout Scripture that it was men who went to war, men who provided. The women were home, caring for their families, having children, caring for their homes. But we ignore that too. We want to say that it was um, just the way their society functioned. But God's word doesn't change, ladies. It is not um, something that we can look at and say, well, he said this then, but it doesn't actually mean that now. Because we have ignored these teachings, we have opened the pathway to what has become the most miserable time for women in history. Moral women are suffering with depression, with anxiety, with fear. Moral women are miserable. Um, they're drastically unhappy with their lives. They're on medications in ways that they never were before. Because we have taken away women's purpose. Um, God created women to be women, to be helpers to our husbands, to be keepers of our home, to love the home, to care for it and create a nurturing environment out of which we could serve our families and our neighbors and our churches. God gave women a softer side that he did not give men. And he told us what he expected of us, and we've just blown it off. And because we've done this, we've lost our way. We want to be for men. We want to be pretenders and act as if we're something that we're not. Ladies, we're not created by God to fulfill men's purposes. We're not created to hold up to the grind that men are created to do. We're not supposed to be the leaders in our churches, our homes, or in society. Scripture is very clear on this. In fact, the Old Testament um, says that, you know, it is a sign of judgment when women or children rule. We've ignored this. And even churches that might encourage women to be homemakers so often want to draw the line and say, but out in society, she can fulfill any role she wants. Well, if you think it through, obviously these can't go together because a woman cannot fulfill her purpose to her family while fulfilling a purpose out in society and the way a man does because if she's out there giving her everything, she's not going to be in her home giving everything. And we've destroyed women's desire to have children, to marry. And all of this, it's made us very miserable. Out of feminism, there has grown this hatred of children. That's why abortion is so high today. So many want to kill their children. And in fact, relish the idea of killing their babies. That's why Women who have children cast them off 
and to daycares and go to fulfill themselves. Because this is what we've been taught we need to do. Is we're important. We need to nurture us first. Take care of ourselves first. We need to be happy first before we invest in our families. But ladies, we were created to love the idea of children. God is very clear on this. And yet we not only kill them, but when we have them, put them in daycare and let them languish there. Children were not made to be away from their mothers most of their time. In fact, they're made to be with their mothers all the time. Um, the biblical teaching on this is very clear. But again, we have ignored it. We have let higher criticism, which teaches us that um, the Bible is to be interpreted just as any other book. And it came out of the Frankfurt School of Thought, uh, you know, back in the um, 1800s. And we have let that influence our understanding of Scripture today. And a lot of times we don't even realize we're doing it because we don't dig, we don't study, we don't look back and say, well, what was, what did the church teach before feminism? Some of us don't even understand this because we've never looked into it. Nobody's ever told us we needed to look into it. And so often we just don't have the understanding. And so what someone tells us is what we believe. We believe the Bible says that we can do whatever we want um, because we have taught people that the Bible, God just wants us to be happy. That God loves us unconditionally. That um, God is there for us rather than having created us for Him. And the breakdown and the theological understanding over the last almost 200 years has so destroyed our view of Scripture, our reverence for it, for the Lord, our fear of God. And when all of this has gotten obscured, we end up with pastors who teach us things that are contrary to the Word of God, and yet we revere these pastors so very often. We uphold them. We look up to them. Um, for instance, there are I'm a, I'm Reformed Baptist. There are a lot of people in the Reformed tradition who want to believe or who do believe that the universal flood never happened that six-day creation, a believing in that isn't necessary. There are those who believe in theistic evolution, who believe that the earth is not young, say somewhere between six and 10,000 years old, but is in fact millions or billions of years old. And we say this is not an important point. But it is, because without Adam, without a literal Adam, there is no need for Christ. Because if the Bible isn't true in what it says about creation, then sin 
did not lead to death as a consequence. You can't have death occurring before the fall of man and still say the Bible is true because the Bible makes it clear that the fall of man, the sin that entered the world, the consequence thereof was death. And yet we want to say it doesn't matter. If you say it doesn't matter on this, then it's easy to say it doesn't matter on something else. And this is where we've ended up. We have lost our love for the purity and the holiness of God and of his word. We have gotten to the point as a people where we say whatever God doesn't say we can't do is fine. In fact, it's just the opposite of what we ought to be doing. We ought to look to Scripture to see what does God command and seek to obey that. We need to regain a love for doctrine, a love for holiness, a love for purity. And if we have this, we will develop a love for modesty. We will want to seek what does God actually say about women, about men, about family, about head covers. We will seek all of this out. We will learn to love our homes again. But we have to stand up. In order to ever get to that point, we've got to fight back and uncover the truth and get rid of the embrace of feminism and get rid of the effect of higher criticism. And ladies, we can do this through prayer, through study of God's Word, through being faithful in our own homes to our husbands, if you're not married, to your father, and to to his, because I know that a lot of you might think, well, why is she pounding this? This sounds so oppressive. But the fact is, is the Bible is a patriarchal book. The patriarchy simply states that father rule is what God has set up. And the father is supposed to be protective of his daughter, not oppressive. Not controlling, but guiding, loving, protecting, providing for. And then he hands her off to her husband, gives her hand in marriage. And then this woman comes alongside her husband. She follows his vision. She follows him. She supports him and she loves him. And in return, he's her leader. He's her provider. He's her protector. And he honors her through this, and she submits to him. This is what the Bible set up. This is what patriarchy is. But we want to go halfway and say, well, complementarianism. As I was speaking of earlier, I didn't give you that word, but complementarianism is basically a halfway point between egalitarianism, which means equality, and... Um, the patriarchy, and it states that, you know, men are to be leaders in the church and in the home, 
But in society, it doesn't really matter. Women can have a role. But if a woman is fulfilling her duties to her family, and in a good way, because this is a glorious thing, ladies. This is not me saying be barefoot and pregnant all the time and oppressed and ruled over and miserable. This is not what I'm saying. But this is what feminists want you to believe that I and others like me are saying. But by buying into their view and their understanding, this is where we came to be so miserable today. This is how we ended up with beta males and the loud, brash, oppressive woman who thinks everything revolves around her, who can do no wrong, who will not stand to be called out, and who wants it all. Ladies, this is sin. This is so much sin. So, on here, this is my second season. I am have been delayed on getting back on here because I got so very sick for several months, and I'm just now getting back on my feet physically. But on this second season, and if you haven't listened before, you might want to go back and check out some of my other podcast episodes. But what we're going to be doing here is trying to uncover what we've lost, trying to uncover the truth, trying to point out how feminism has hurt us and what God's Word actually says. We're even going to point out how Women's suffrage has not been the good thing that we were promised it would be. And how women voting has actually led so many problems. And we're going to point out and deal with, well, how can we learn the truth? What can we turn to? What can we trust? And who can we trust? And how do we know what the Bible actually says and means about women or marriage or manhood or children or family? Um, this is my purpose in this. And this is what I want to point to as we go on through this. And other things along with that, we will discuss head covers. I've already done some podcasts on it. I have extensive information on my blog about it both articles and the page. But, you know, we're going to discuss that some more. We're going to delve deeper into it. But for now, I just want you to think about something. As I said, Scripture is the inerrant, which means without error. Infallible, it cannot fail. Immutable, it cannot change. Authoritative, God has all authority. And sufficient, it speaks to everything that we need to know to be Christ followers and obedient to our Lord. Word of the holy and living God. The Lord's word is meant to be honored, revered, believed, and obeyed by his people. We are called to be holy. 
as God is holy. As Christ is holy. We are called to believe and obey God. And yet today, so much of what we believe as a group, as a people, isn't what God actually says. The Lord has much to say about the purpose and duties of women. And I want to call us back to that. And I want to show the damage that higher criticism and feminism and the such has done. Even complementarianism. I want to uncover this and I want to delve deep into what God actually calls us to be and to do and to believe and how we are to live as godly women. And that is my purpose, ladies. Um, I love the Lord. I love his word. And I want us all to do the same. Because without God, ladies, without his word guiding us, then we're just floundering in the dark. We have got to get back to the fear of the Lord. We have got to get back to God has said. Because in the Garden of Eden, the serpent asked Eve, did God really say? And he's asking that question even now. And he's asked that so many times. And by not understanding how to answer him, not understanding how to stand on the word of God, unbending, unwavering, far too often we ended up saying, mm, I don't know, I, I don't think so, or, um, well, I thought he said this, but yes, God has said, his word is truth. What he had to say to women in the beginning, what he had to say to women throughout the entirety of the time scripture was being written and recorded throughout church history, what he had to say then is what he has to say now. And it behooves us to believe it and obey it. So join me, ladies, please, if you are interested in this, consider joining me, consider checking out my blog. Let me know your thoughts, your questions, and um, as we go through this, I will try to my best to point to truth and to help us to regain um, a true perspective on biblical womanhood. Y'all have a lovely day today. Thank you for listening, and uh, in everything you do, seek the glory of God. Bye, y'all.